Welcome back, everybody. Operative word being back. Girls across the pond are back. Bet you thought we died and shriveled up. That's so, <laughs> wow. Welcome back, everybody. Hope you thought we were all dead. We weren't dead. We were just really, really busy. And I have to thank so many people who have been emailing us and contacting us on social media going, where are you guys? We miss you. Um, thank you so much for for tickling us and letting us know you cared. <laughs> but we've just been, you know, life kind of got in the way for a couple of months, a few months. <laughs> um, I know you've been off working and you had a very crazy school year with loads and loads of projects and things. What have you been up to, my darling? Um, yeah, just that really. I mean, you kind of summed it up, but I've been doing like a lot of studio sessions in schoolwork. That's that's like a lot of what it is, is it's like the coursework is also a lot of stuff outside of actual lectures. So been doing a lot of recording and collaborations with a lot of artists, which has been really good, but has been really time consuming uh, as well as just working a lot because, um, you know, to pay for those college fees yeah <laughs> nice i'm getting ready to go back over to england because i have another kid who actually is on the screen today we thought we'd have him join us he's not a girl <laughs> and he's not across the pond he's here in florida with me uh but he has just come back from across the pond and we thought we'd uh have him join us so that's our basic recap there if you are ready to sit down and enjoy a fun conversation grab a cup of coffee grab a cup of tea and join us across the pond Would you like to introduce yourself, Simon? Um, do I have to? I'd rather not. <laughs> I'm just gonna sit here quietly and not say a word. You won't ever know I'm here. <laughs> For those of us who don't know, we have uh we have a, another family member here. This is Simon, is my son, your brother. He's been going to uni in the UK as well as you. So both my kids across the pond and he has just graduated, yay, and found employment back here in America. So he, he's been kind of bouncing back and forth, which brought up our conversation that we want to have today, which is about living in both countries and making friends and learning to work under a different system. And I don't know, did either one of you get your work numbers or employment numbers? Or yeah, I did. You did? Yeah, about a month ago now. The wonder child got it. How about you, Simon? Did you get it? Project. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kind of concerning. What number are you talking about? The NI number. <laughs> you know, the national insurance number, the one that you have to have to work. Ah, oh, that, yeah, that number. No, no I didn't. <laughs> you were there for three years and never had it? I was told I had one, but you know, it's one of those government things where you go to A and B tells you to go to C and C tells you to go to A and then yada, yada, yada. So yeah. three government entities have all told me I have a national insurance number and I've been taxed accordingly without me ever knowing said number. So yeah, there we go. <laughs> That's about all there is to that one. Yeah, um, it, yeah. It, I will agree like, um, especially during COVID like times, um, it made applying for an NI number like significantly harder. But basically when I got to the UK and I started searching for employment, I had to um, register that I had right to work and just prove that I had citizenship and that I was legally able to work within the United Kingdom. 
And then once that right to work went through, they were like, great, you can start searching for jobs. And then that allowed me to apply for an NI number. So once I got my employment with where I work now, I showed up on the first day uh, and they were like, hey, can we have your NI number, please? And I was like, well, I've applied for one, but it hasn't come through yet. Um, and that my employees were like really fine with that and it was okay and everything was sorted and I gave them my reference number in case they wanted that, um, which they didn't, but I, I had it for them. Um, and then I ended up getting like a paperback in the mail because because of COVID, for some reason, I couldn't do this online and had to do it all via post, which was made it 10 times worse. But I had to like send in like, you know, stuff with my passport and just like proof of citizenship and like proof of address and stuff like that. And um, I sent it through and the passport photo that I sent had my thumb on like 0.2 of the actual passport. So it didn't count and they had to make me resend it. But the, the really annoying part about that is that the, the applications with the mail of it took, they said the window was like, I think 14 to like 18 weeks or something really insanely long, like multiple months. Um, and you couldn't even apply, like check the status of it until that time window had passed. If you still hadn't heard anything by then, then you could be like, oh, did my application get lost or something like that? And then you'd have to wait another week. So, so I didn't even know that there was an issue with the first one of mine until like those like 18, 16 weeks had passed Ugh. and then I had to redo it. So and it's just by, wasted time. Yeah. By the time I redid it, it was all via electronic stuff. They had fixed it and it gotten better because COVID restrictions had loosened up or something like that. I don't know. It was online that time. So I just retook a photo and submitted it online and it was fine that way. And then within like another month and a half or so, they finally sent me my NI number. But yeah, it was really tedious. How'd that work out for you, Simon? Um, yeah, so kind of the first thing that we talked about there. Um, yeah, they asked for like that proof of citizenship, that kind of thing, the right to work. And they told you to mail in something. And so I did that. And I never, ever heard back ever again. I assume it got lost. Um, and then well over a year later, I'm left the country. <laughs> All while being employed the whole time. So I'm not going to really pretend that that was a necessary thing. I was taxed accordingly. But yeah, so I think I'm doing fine. You guys have both worked in America and you've yes. both worked in the United Kingdom. Yes. Which do you prefer? Well, I didn't like my job in the States, so I'm a little biased to say that I prefer my job in the UK. Don't say what company it is, but why didn't you enjoy it? Uh, it was just a, it was too customer service oriented. It was oh. very much the customer is always right. So I was, it was a lot of people that were very entitled and, uh, the work, the work like staff weren't like at all. There was no sort of like relationship or companionship there. So it was kind of like you come in, do your job and then just leave. Um, oh. and I, I really hated that and the hours were not my favorite. It was just like, there were a lot of things about it that I didn't really like, but I kind of just sucked it up because that was what the, the cards dealt. Um, and I much prefer the environment that I'm working in now. And you work in groups of people now, right? Yeah, well, like, how do you mean? Well, there's more than just you on a shift. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have done solo closes and solo shifts before, but it's very not, it's not super common. It's more common to at least have like at least one other person on site with you. Um, but 
like even within that like the the staff is pretty close um and i meet up with like a lot of the staff and you know we talk and we're all friends and stuff but um even just like the the customers that we deal with it's like a little bit different in the mannerism of how we like sort of approach um like our customer journey with customers and stuff like that so it is still customer service oriented um but i think from uh the perspective of a staff member i feel a bit more protected in the like customer is always right that kind of like brawl than i did at my previous employment um yeah because it's it's sort of like my my company now sort of has like a no bs policy where it's like as soon as people start kind of karening uh we kind of just kick them out nice nice. uh and yeah so simon how did you deal with that in the uk did you you had Um, a ton of customer service yeah so I think it's funny that Emma's talk about that because I am not quite as lenient with people. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> the... I was just going to say that's funny because like, I feel like your job was more oriented towards the customer is always right, but you just don't take crap from people. Yeah, no, I was going to say you start screaming and throwing a tantrum on what you like the two-year-old you seem to think you are. <laughs> You're allowed to leave. <laughs> I'm not stopping you. I was so good at it that they promoted me to a manager role so I could just do it with some authority. See, now that's crazy. I think in America, you would have lost your job for that. But in the UK, they promoted you. (laughs) Um, I think it's one of those things where it's like you have to be intelligent about how you do it. If you just start throwing a tantrum and screaming and shouting at people, well, yeah, you're going to get fired. But if you do it in a way that's a bit more discreet um, and the people you work with like you a lot, well, you know what, man, frankly, you came in here, you threw a tantrum, you started yelling at people, and I, quote unquote, defended my employees and told you to get out of my store. So we're fine. As well as, um, I, I didn't realize this is a thing until I was in the UK and I was like talking with some of the other staff members at my work about it, but it's actually harder to get fired from your job in the UK than it is in the States there's like a whole, so like when I, I don't know about you, Simon, when you were in your job, like when you first joined, but basically when I joined, um, there was a three month probation period of when they could theoretically just fire me if they wanted to. But after that probation period was when I finished my training officially, I had finished training before then, but like, that was like the latest I could be considered to be in training. Um, and that was like a day I had a meeting with my manager on the three month like after the three months and then they basically were like oh these are you know the good things you're doing here's areas you can improve upon and stuff like that and once you pass that probationary period they can't just walk in one day and fire you like they have to there has to be some more like prerequisite for it um that's because (laughs) yeah like like i think after that i could be wrong here but you i'm you're supposed to have like at least like multiple disciplinaries before you would even get fired Mm-hmm. Um, kind of thing. So it's it's actually harder to get fired in the UK than it is in the States where they can just budget cut, cut people off. Well, that would be a layoff, but you could get fired for misbehaving. Yeah, I was, was going to say, if you... It's supposed yeah, to be an attitude that you would get fired for, not for a behavior, I think. I think it's what they, they call that. I don't know. But yes, you have to be written up a certain amount of times and then just like, okay, your file's too thick. Bye-bye. Mm. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I know personally on my end, there's a lot of people, or there's a couple of people at least, who are an absolute chore to have employed with us. So 
the fact that they were still there for so long kind of tells you how long the leash is. Um, it is. And I'm surprised both of you have mentioned that people at your businesses in the UK would just decide on any given day they didn't want to work. <laughs> so they'd be like, yeah, I'm not going to work today. That's not a UK just, thing. That's just a lazy college thing. Is that the same here in America? Did you guys experience Absolutely. That? You did? Absolutely. Yep. There's a lot of people who are like, I'm actually sick today. No, 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 no. It's just 420 and you want to get high. Don't give me that. <laughs> <laughs> not that stupid. Really? I'll look know, healthy the next day. The That's States. fine. I don't know in the States because I didn't have, I didn't talk about work with that many of my friends um, because I wasn't close with any of my coworkers where I worked and my friends outside had jobs, but we didn't talk about work when we hung out. But, but did you have to go in and fill in for people who just called in and said, yeah, I'm not coming today? I, when somebody says that they can't be in, I don't ask because it's not really my business. Um, so if somebody texts me and says, Hey, can you cover my shift? If I'm available, I'll cover it. If I'm not, I say, sorry, I can't. And that's kind of the end of it. I don't really ask why they want it covered. Um, if they want to tell me, I'll listen. But like, if they're just like, Hey, sorry, I can't work this time. Are you able to cover my shift? It's not really my business. Nice. So I, I, I don't know because I don't really, I don't ask if, if it's just, that. yeah, I wonder if it's just more of a retail thing like working versus, you know, a real job, like what you're going to be starting now, Simon. Like, retail jobs are real jobs. I would just like to clarify that. Yeah, for sure. They are. But I think people take less value in them. I think for the most part, obviously the managers of certain stores and, you know, if it's their own boutique or whatever, and they have a vested interest in that business. But I think, you know, like you say, a lot of these college kids that just take a job to earn some money and they could care less. And they feel like if, if they got fired, no big deal. I'll just go work at, you know, the next place that will hire me. I don't know. You yeah. found the same in the UK? Yes, absolutely. The amount of comfort people take in, I can just go get a job somewhere else is ridiculous. Um, yeah, the amount of people that just say, well, yeah, I'm already putting an application to company B, company C kind of thing, just because I expect to not work here very much longer. And so they use that as a, well, I can do whatever I want because I don't expect to work here very much, like to work much longer here. So, yeah. So what about the social scenes that you guys have seen in the United Kingdom versus <laughs> Simon Smiles? <laughs> I'm well versed in the social scene. Um, social scenes in the UK versus America. Different? And it's a lot of drinking over there. Yeah, the yes, there is. is very big, very big out here. Um, I don't know. Simon, do you want to talk about it? Yeah, absolutely. So I think in both places, the drinking scene is pretty legit. Frankly, you hang out with people on both sides of the ocean and you're like, cool, let's go grab some beers. But in England, it's a different animal. It's the kind of thing where it's like, you want to go hang out and get a couple of drinks? People say, yeah. And within the next two hours, you've each had 12 beers. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I remember on Halloween, for example, it was 3 p.m. and we were all like, we were all drank seven eight beers kind of thing in the last few hours and so by that night by like 8 p.m <laughs> cloud um it was a stand it was a pretty standard british evening the thing too in the uk the drinking age is much lower it's 18 right oh yeah, yeah. people start drinking at like 16 14 kind of thing yeah and obviously they do drink very young over here but the drinking age is 21 so you just can't go out bar hopping 
as a freshman in college because you're still too young to drink technically. Not that there's not frat parties. I'm not stupid. Um, yeah, I mean, with like the drinking scene out here, um, I'm not I'm not in it because I don't really like alcohol that much. But like there's like a really famous pub crawl um, in the city where I live. Um, that's actually like it's a weekly thing that you see people do on the weekends um, where it's like you get into costume for it. Like and like a Halloween party, like you literally get in dressed up in a costume and you hop between 15 different pubs. And it's all like a, there's a specific route for it. And like it's a famous pub crawl that like people do within the city. Um, and by pub three, you're sloshed and there's 15 total. And how many times have you done this? I've never done it ever. Really? When I, I don't no, know. What... God, no. But when I come out of work after a closing shift and it's like 11 o'clock and I'm about to catch last bus, I'm sitting at the bus stop and I see all these people walking by in like Winnie the Pooh outfits. It's very funny for me, a sober person, seeing all these people just absolutely drunk in costume. It's great. Now, see, there are two, there are two important notes here. Now, the first here, I don't know why people need to wear costumes. Like in London kind of thing, you'd see I don't make 15 the rules. bars in a night. I'm not saying you do, but like in London where England actually exists, like you don't have to see people wear a costume to go get drunk. That's just a Tuesday. We're used to it kind of thing. I don't know why it's a big event. Secondly, if you're done by 11, you're trying to catch the last bus, here's a brilliant idea. Just go get drunk instead and then you'll catch the morning bus. Mmm, clever, I know. But when you have to work the next day, no. And also because bars do like last call, I'm just gonna point some logic loopholes there. If bars do last call, that's at like midnight at the latest in like where I am. So like- So knock out three drinks before midnight. <laughs> yeah, but what I'm saying is that I wouldn't be able to stay at the bar all night because the last bus runs at 11. If the bar's mm. out at 12, well, that still leaves until six in the morning till I can get first bus. So then I'd be wandering around the city uh, drunk for like six hours. I've done that before. It's kind of fun. Very different people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, as I so said, like, that's a Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> so this, um, this pub crawl they have up in Leeds, uh, is it a specific day of the week? It's on the weekends. It's on the weekend. You can okay. do it any day on the weekend, like Friday, Saturday, Sunday are like the popular days to do it. But I guess you can really do it anytime. Now, have any of your friends done it? No. No? It's it's in the opposite side of Leeds that I live on. Um, so it's it's closer to like the student area. Mm -hmm. um, and I've only got one close friend that lives out there. Um, and he's never done it because he doesn't like to drink and party like that either. Uh, but he's watched people go down the pub route and just like it's just like a thing it's like you see people in costume and you're like oh yeah they're doing the ollie pub crawl like nice we didn't do that or if we did i missed it <laughs> maybe that was the case um so let's transition right there because you both just brought up points about some of your friends and what what your friends are doing it, the social scene out in the uk seems to me as a parent to be very different than, than here in America. It seems like here in America, we have like close knit groups of friends. And in the UK, it seems like it's, it, it literally is more of a scene and you have your group of friends that sort of fit into their place within what's going on. It's almost like it's more of an electric area. And maybe I'm, I'm downplaying America because we lived in such a quiet area of Colorado and you guys are growing up. There wasn't much of a scene going on 
um, perhaps if we had lived in Manhattan, it would have been very different. I, I don't know. What, what did you guys feel? What was the flavor of that while you're there with your friends? I'm going to answer that because I have no idea what that question is. I was going to say, I didn't really follow it either. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you mentioned, okay, I have a friend. He lives on the other side of town. He doesn't really get into that scene. So who are, like, define your group of friends, who they are, and, and how they fit in with the area. Like, on a Friday night, what, what kind of things would you guys do for fun as far as your scene? Well, I don't really have a friend group. Like I've got individual friends and I hang out with them individually, really. Um, so like I've got I've got that friend that lives on the other side of Leeds who also doesn't really like the party scene, but he usually works on Friday nights and he works at a bar. Um, so he bartends on Friday nights usually. Mm -hmm. But like, yeah, the two of us will just go hang out around town. We might go watch something like watch TV shows and stuff together or just like hang out, go on walks and stuff. Um, and then my flatmate and I are kind of the same thing. We kind of just chill and hang out that way. Um, I've got a friend from work who quit work. And so they don't, they no longer work with me, but we met through work. Mm -hmm. um, and he and I are kind of the same thing. He's a little bit more of a party animal, um, but I don't actively party with him. Um, <laughs> he, he just like, he's a lot more extroverted than I am in that way. Um, I think the only like friend group I have is um, Simon's gonna laugh at me because it's really nerdy. Um, is through oh, work. Through work, I have um, a colleagues that I work with, and we all do D and D as well. So that's like the closest friend group I have, um, and that's like I'm one of together we make up six people total. Um, so that's like a cl kind of close to a friend group, and I've been hanging out a little bit more with them outside of D and D and work. Um, to the point where we're just like hanging out. Like I got coffee with a few of them the other day and then we went and had a picnic and stuff. But like, that's, that's, I don't know. That's how I hang out with my friends. Simon, you have, uh, I'm sure loads of stories of things you and your group has done. Remember, um, this is a public forum. People will see this. Yeah, I'm well aware. Um, <laughs> so I think it is kind of interesting. I'm not sure if it was just me, but in England, I kind of see what I was talking about. Like in Colorado, I had a pretty substantial good group of friends that we would like jump onto here, jump on there, that kind of thing. Um, in England, it's more so like I have a few really close friends that are going to be at every kind of event. But beyond that, we have kind of like a list of 30, 40 people we can just hit up and say, hey, cool, we'll do this real quick. You want to hang out? And so when, when did I any given. That? You said that you didn't really want a close-knit friend group, but you'd have like a person here and a person there. Oh, I right, just right, have right. it to a larger degree. Um, yeah, I was like, 40 people? I would never just hit up 40 people randomly. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, yeah, it's the kind of thing where like you'll go, it could be as simple as playing pool at a pub or that's fun. go into a club in central London um, or anything like that. You'll just kind of meet people along the way. It's kind of uncommon that you go out for a night and you don't, you haven't met a few people here and there. So I think everyone in London, just given how big it is and how densely populated it is, we'll just have like smaller groups just head out there and then just meet a whole bunch of people because you know what? Why not? You're all drunk and you're all having fun and who cares? And what do you think about the people that you've met at pubs like that? I haven't disliked a single one, honestly. When, <laughs> when everyone's drunk, everyone's having fun. Everyone's happy. So it's the kind of thing like I'm probably never going to speak to you ever again but you're fun for the night. 
You're useful to me now. (laughs) (laughs) You're a good laugh here and there, but bye. What do you think about it? What do you mean? If you were just to go out with some of your friends at a pub and you were to meet other people at that night, would you hang out with them? You wouldn't have done that at all. I've, I've never done that before. The closest thing that I can think about that, that that kind of like relates to is like, I go to a lot of music gigs because I'm a music student. Wow, crazy. So I go see people playing their sets live. Um, so like if I've gone to like one of my friend's gigs, um, then like he'll play a set or something. And then afterwards, he's got other people that he's invited to the gig that he knows kind of thing. And I like know who they are, but I don't actively hang out with them. Um, and then I'll be like, oh, hey, like, good to see you here. Like that kind of thing. Um, and then, you know, we might like hang out and like sit and like talk for a little bit while they're off the person that like the mutual friend of ours is off going or something like that kind of thing. But I think it's more just like, uh, talking to avoid standing alone in the corner in a giant venue. (laughs) Now, did you both find that being the American, you were like the, the fun and exciting toy for the night? Absolutely not. No? If they got, if they got bored, point. yes. <laughs> if Matt wanted to impress a girl kind of thing, the first thing you'd do is say, this is my American friend, let's boo him. <laughs> boo. That kind of thing. Did people tease you because you're American? Yes. Oh, ruthlessly. <laughs> what did yes, you absolutely. I literally like will be working on shift that's where i get it the most which is so frustrating and it's customers that do it customers that i've literally never met and they just like start making fun of my accent um so sometimes people are really nice about it and they're just like oh where are you from and usually i just say the states because if i say specifically colorado i watch their face go like blank and they won't like know what i'm talking about so i'll just be (laughs) like oh yeah you know i'm from the states and people are like okay cool and i'm like so sometimes people are like nice about it and they'll like you know start a conversation about it but like a lot a lot of times I've had, we've got like a little fridge. It's not really a bar, but like we sell drinks where I work um, and I'll be getting something to drink and somebody will say, do you have any water? And I'll say, yes, we have water. And then everyone goes, water, oh. right back in my face. And I'm like, oh, I'm sorry, do you mean water? You want some water? <laughs> W-A-D-D-E-R, water. <laughs> yeah, so everyone's like, water. I'd like some water, please. Oh man. I will say like in the States, like I get asked all the time if I own a gun back in the States. That's like oh, that's one of the first one of the first questions. Yeah. yeah. And then before Biden got elected, it was did you vote for Trump? And do you have mm-hmm. a gun? Those were the I was called ones. Trump multiple times. They're like, oh look, it's Donald. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I also had I also had somebody that I just met recently <laughs> who like some it was something that we were like talking about and like I can't remember what the the context was where like how it came up but they asked if i was pro gun and i said no um and i i can't remember what i what i said i said something that was a joke that was just like i just don't like any people like i don't like any people who have guns i don't like people without guns i just don't like people and then they were like oh so you're pro gun like because i said i don't like people and so they were like oh pro gun is anti-people like that kind of thing and i was so they were like oh so you're pro gun <laughs> it's just an elimination tool and i was like no put that together <laughs> Wow. He's a Glock. You'd like people less, so you're going to use that. Get them out of your way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, and I've also just like, people have just assumed that I like own a gun before. Yeah. There was an article in the paper today. It was a British paper I was reading and it was, it was bringing up the concept that the UK is, is getting as violent as America is the concept that they had like America as the benchmark bad place. And they were comparing 
crime in, in England to getting as bad as America. I thought, wait a minute, <laughs> wait a minute. You guys have knife crime. We have gun crime. We have- the, the other ones that like, I think are like really common when it comes to stereotypes is like fast food, hamburger, like fat American, yeah, like that kind of thing. Yep. Yeah. Which is like really frustrating. It was like the first like time I went out with people when I first moved, um, I was like walking out like, um, near where I was staying last year. And we were just like walking around Leeds with like a whole bunch of people that I hadn't met. We were just like all going on like a little tour of like Leeds mm-hmm. and people were like, Oh, look, there's an Amer- there's a, there's a, there's a cheese uh, McDonald's there. Like you'll feel like right at home. And I was like, bruh, chill out, dude. I've known you for 20 <laughs> seconds. Like, can you stop? Uh-huh. Um, and then what was the other one? Uh, just I- incest jokes all the time. Yeah. People talk about like Alabama. What? It's like, Simon, can I see a picture of your cousin? I'm sure you have a picture of her. You know, you probably slept with her a few times. Like, no, that's not it. <laughs> that is terrible. Um, and then people also talk about um, the one that I that I get a lot, but people mean it like very seriously in a way that's like, you probably don't even realize this yourself kind of way is that Americans are very egotistical and that everything is about America because America is They do say that America. a lot. It's like, wait, this is England. <laughs> yeah. I think it's the other way around, isn't it? It's a bit of both. I just think about British pride. I mean, they're so proud it's, of it's. It's not like a pride not thing. The, it's like, it's yeah, it's not a pride thing. Best it's in the more, world. <laughs> yeah, it's more like everybody knows oh. how everybody knows America. Everybody knows that America is America because we are the big dogs. We are America. And you can't fight with us because we're Americans. Like, keep in mind, you're talking to an American right now. Like that kind of like vibe that people mm. just like, <laughs> are like that, that thing. Wow. And it's, it gives me the ick, honestly. I don't just prove that though. Like gives me my arrogance ick. is just pretty textbook on that one. It's great. Wow. That's pretty amazing. The whole Arkansas thing or Alabama. Is I think, I think the Alabama one is <laughs> the one that I Arkansas. experienced the least that might be closer to like your friend groups, but I've, I've heard it. People say it before when people saw this, we home Alabama. <laughs> <laughs> Great. We're going to get copyrighted for that now. <laughs> wow. I, that's pretty amazing that, that you, that much, I'm sure a lot of people do sort of get after us on the gun thing because America's quite known for that sadly oh that makes me sad um okay so simon you and i were talking the other day about um your you know you're 21 Mm -hmm. yes yes not in any kind of tied down relationship you're a free market male yes sir commitment's not my friend what's that commitment's not gonna be my friend here (laughs) commitment's not my friend but uh you were talking about how you had no urge to get into a relationship while you were in England. And why would that be? Uh, Public forms. Um, (laughs) Oh yeah, um, I know exactly what you're thinking. Yeah, respectfully, the overwhelming percentage of British women are just remarkably unattractive (laughs) for one reason or another. I was gonna say, you could just say that they're not your type. Nope, unattractive. That's a more um, appropriate <laughs> way to phrase it, but I guess you don't really care. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> See, you know, the real, the, the good answer that you should say uh, that, you know, would indicate you're a good person would be that it's <laughs> not what outside, outside doesn't matter, it's what inside, that that's what counts, is what's inside, which I think <laughs> is very true. 
Uh, but some people I'm looking there uh, disagree <laughs> and only make judgments on the face and the body. Uh, I mean, I've had girls, I've had girls try to get my attention at bars. I'm like, no, thank you. You can go back to your seat now. Thanks, though. <laughs> Bye. Simon is so arrogant. <laughs> we like, have, I don't know. We have referred to you on many an episode in the past, and now anybody who's watched us look at that face. <laughs> now anybody who has listened uh, throughout the episodes will now see the personality that we are speaking of. <laughs> Are you excited to uh, to meet up with some American ladies now? Oh heck yes. Um, <laughs> yeah, like re respectfully, respectfully. <laughs> um, you know, I'm just gonna preface this before you say this. <laughs> just because you say respectfully doesn't mean what you're about to say isn't gonna be massively disrespectful. Just totally. to clarify that. <laughs> Right on page with you. I was like, I it's I'd... the same thing as when people say no offense, but then proceed to rip the most offensive phrase they have ever come <laughs> out of their mouth ever. No, no offense, offense. Insert but... something that gets me canceled right now. <laughs> um. Yeah, like frankly, a lot of British women are, you know, built around a culture of drinking, which means you're a lot softer, and I don't really want to thank you because you're mean. And it's like, you all this horrendous accent, which is just so uncultured, and it's exhausting. And your entire personality is, oh, let's go get drunk in central London. Okay, yes, but what else did you do? What do you mean, what else? That was all I did. Okay, so let's, let's talk about that a little bit, because I think what that actually is, beyond just being like, I don't like British women, because that is a little bit of an overgeneralization. I like the rich ones. The rich ones are nice. Okay, I... I think the superficial factor ain't getting better there, Simon. <laughs> yeah, I think you're making a little bit more of an overgeneralization. But if you look at that more, let's look at that as what the difference in beauty standards is for women specifically, because you're talking about women right now. The difference in beauty standards in the United States versus the difference in beauty standards of the United Kingdom. Um, and there's just different beauty standards all across the world. We can talk about, I don't know, British ones are wrong. different crazy ones in, in like Asia, like East Asia as well. But like, the British ones are very different than what the beauty standards are in the States. Like in the States, a beauty standard is like thin waist, skinny girl with like blue eyes, blonde hair. Attractive. Simon <laughs> likes American beauty standard. And you know why is that I would reckon that that's because like that's been, we grew up in America. The, that American beauty standard is what we have been force-fed propaganda to as to what is beautiful conventionally it doesn't i'm not talking about what you find attractive right now i'm just talking about within the media in america that is fed to you as what is conventionally considered attractive and that doesn't mean you can't be attractive if you have brown hair or if you have different well, colored eyes but that is the beauty standard that's the beauty look, standard and look at what the kardashians have done for that i mean there's a definite look to those girls yeah and manufactured the, or not there's the, a look the beauty standard has also like it's continually changing like in the past like i'd argue like five seven years like since like 2015 um the beauty standard has upped to not just skinny waist but like skinny waist and big butt and large boobs like that's like yeah the, right that changed the really big hourglass figure is like 
really expected um, within beauty standards and that's considered conventionally beautiful. But if you check two of those boxes and have a larger chest and a larger butt, but have a larger stomach to go with that, that's not, that's not beautiful. At that point, you're just overweight. And (laughs) then you don't check the beauty standard anymore. See why that's an issue is that's a different propaganda media. When you look at bodies and you are expecting them to look one way based off of what you consider to be beautiful. But realistically, if we're looking at what is healthy for bodies and how bodies actually process fat and store fat for health reasons, it makes sense that women would have a belly if they have other like I don't want to say like fat in other areas, if that makes sense, Larger but it's more filled out in, in other areas as well. And the beauty standard of that is different than what it is in the United Kingdom. Like blonde eyed and blonde eyed and blue haired, sorry, blue eyed and blonde Dude, I'm telling you right now, I don't want to see that girl. She's kind of scary. <laughs> blue eyed and blonde haired is not the like conventional beauty standard in the United Kingdom. There's like a really big beauty standard. And I noticed it when I first moved here because I, 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 I can probably admit that it was because I'd been fed a lot of American beauty standards, but I, I remember seeing it like really blown up over here. And I was really confused because I was like, I didn't know why everybody was like freaking out over it and nobody in the States was. And so I was like, it took me a while to realize that, oh no, this is the beauty standard over here. And that's like really not like heavy makeup, but like a lot of like foundation and a lot of like contour, a ton of heavy contour. And very, very commonly I'll see a ton of people with eyelash extensions. Not that that's not a thing in the States because false eyelashes are really like common. But lip injections with false eyelashes normally, but with like lighter eye makeup, but the eyelashes are like what carries the look of that. Go ahead, Simon. Now, in England, that's what we refer to as a chavvy woman. A what? Um, Chavvy woman? It's like chavs. (laughs) Um, C-H-A-B, like boy? C-H-A-V. Like Yeah, chav. It's just like, ugh. Um, (laughs) Now, these... Um, uh, I'm not going to say anything. There's nothing I can say that's just not crazy offensive. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, I think, I think with it, it's like, it's not that you can't have like a type or something like if, if you're somebody, not you, Simon specifically, but if one, I'm using you in the like external perspective, but if you like look at, if you have like a specific trait or a specific feature that you find very attractive, that's not a bad thing. I think it just gets toxic when you then degrade people for not having that trait. There's a difference between being like, I like a thin waist person versus seeing somebody without a thin waist and now saying you're ugly. That's right. I would never do that. That's why I enjoy podcasting with you, Ems. Because you are you are a broad thinker on that, Simon. I'm sorry, you're very narrow thinking on this. Like I disagree. If you're, if you're not my type, <laughs> bye bye. <laughs> oh no! But like, I mean, I'm not going to waste either of our times. Like, I'm not going to sit here and be like, okay, cool, let's have a few drinks. No, just go find someone who thinks you are attractive. I'm not going to disrespect you in that way, kind of thing. Just come, go find but, someone else. But what you're saying is solely dependent on a physical attribute. Why don't I've you stop? Okay. I've Stop had this and have a conversation. Yes, have a conversation with them and see if they're an interesting person. 
and see, that's fine. But the difference between a good friend and someone you're attracted to is the physical thing. I can think you're a great person. There's a good banter and all this stuff. It's like, yo, you're a great person. That's great. But like, I'm not attracted to you. I'm not attracted to you. So I'm not going to go make out with you or anything because I'm not attracted. You're very superficial on that. There, there I'm is, not superficial. There is There's a, a difference certain, here. No, I, I, I kind of like agree. Like there is a certain part of attraction that is physicality. Like that's the whole point. Like if you think back to why beauty standards first became a thing, even if you like look at like really early, the history of like early makeup, like just a lot of it is to not just like accentuate your natural features, but to make them more attractive for other people so that you come across as more attractive to other people like that. And then that's blossomed into something very toxic where it's expected and you have to look a certain way to be pretty. And if you're not pretty, pretty privilege and all this stuff kind of thing. And it has grown into something very toxic, but that it's still the point is there is that there is a level of physical attraction is a very important part within any sort of attractive dynamic that doesn't mean it should be the only part sit down i'm not siding with you i also don't only i don't fall for chicks are only attractive and have no personality because i get bored immediately i don't care oh it's keep so talking about your star sign and your pet cat i just don't care i have personality okay, so, please so what you're saying is you need the physical attribute to get started and then once you find somebody who's physically attractive then you'll sit down and have a conversation and find out if you're the same zodiac sign. I have an interesting uh, fact about that once you answer that question. Um, my attention is sparked by people who are attractive. I'll, I'm more likely to have a conversation with you in those circumstances. I think that that's being normal. said, though, and, yeah. there are also people you can find more attractive after you get to know their personality. Like, okay, cool. Absolutely. Now you're actually attractive. There, yeah, we, there go. we go. See, I'm not shallow, am I? There no, we go. No, not, and I love you very much. Here's, here's this very <laughs> interesting thing that is a has been an opposite... Uh, this is like actually statistically backed. I don't know the exact like numbers or the exact, I don't remember where, like what research this was done in, but there was this one, um, it was a gendered like um, experiment, I guess. It was just a like a study looking at the differences between what men find in relationships and women find in relationships. Oh, yeah, and men are based it, on the physical. Well, it was talking about propaganda standards in relationships and if you look at like let's just look at the act of like sexual intimacy right in that manner when men theoretically usually i mean even in tv shows like friends and stuff like that when guys have sexual intercourse looking at a scientific perspective um they're praised Sex. they're like they're like good job oh i scored last night like that kind of thing if That's women true. do a lot of the times especially at a younger age like then men it's it's you're dirty like you've yeah. done and done something dirty you're and loose oh so, yeah 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 and the standard is different so for a lot of women the emotional intimacy needs to come first and that's what creates the bond and then then on top of that is sexual intercourse then i can have this added part of this relationship because that's the part that's dangerous and i feel safe once i've already established this emotional bond but then if you look at the different side of things women are like seen to be very like emotive not necessarily sensitive but like it is more stereotypical for for looking at the stereotypes versus like men there's a very strong stigmatization against men from being allowed to show emotion allowed to cry so that emotional vulnerability for men is a lot more within stereotypes diminished 
So for men, it's a lot easier and safer to have that sexual intercourse first because that's what's safe and that's what's okay because they scored last night. And that <laughs> emotional vulnerability is a lot more difficult and a lot more dangerous because if being seen emotionally vulnerable as a man in stereotypes is like dangerous. So it's flip-flopped. Yeah. There you go. There's your little- That's a great observation, but I, it's not surprising coming from you. You're, you're very analytical with that kind of thing. I think that's wonderful. Do you have any feedback on that, Simon? No, it's pretty spot on, actually. I, I, I know. I'm not going to contribute because that kind of, yeah, I'm just going to pull that one down. Emma wins. Well, I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm not siding with you, but like, I'm just coming to your yes, defense you a little bit because like, obviously there is a level of physical attraction when it comes to meeting other people that happens. So like, don't, I mean, if you're also taking account to like personality and stuff, it's not a shameful thing to like, like I said, find parts of people that are physically attractive. I think the problem is when like someone takes it and then degrades other people for not having that attribute, like I was saying earlier. Yes. So I think what we can all take away from this whole thing here is that Emma just said essentially that Simon was right about everything. And next segment. Hmm, she did when, not. When did I say that? That she was an not. interesting one. I love it when people put words in my mouth. <clears throat> Thank you, Emma. I appreciate you telling me how right I am about this all. <laughs> for those listening, Simon will only be here for this one episode. I promise we will not bring him back. <laughs> you're talking about i'm having a fun time i know it is it's a little bit of a beat up on simon moment <laughs> this is always a beat up on simon moment it's because i have these outlandish claims that i stand by so unequivocally hey I, I i did not beat you up i jumped to your defense and exactly. partially beat well, you she up. told me how right i was she told me that i was the most correct person in the world no i, I did not i don't think that's what she said actually <laughs> i don't <laughs> Oh my goodness. Okay. Let's wrap this up. Um, Simon, I don't know how, how often you tune into Girls Cross Pond. I'm sure it's weekly. I'm sure it is. So you know that uh, when, we, when we end a, a somewhat heated discussion, we like to end on a fun, fun note and a, a fun game of some sort. So we're, yes, going to, we're going to do that. I'm going to give you guys your choice and you two talk amongst yourselves. Would you like to do a top 10 list and make it a contest as to who can figure out the most out of this top 10 list, or would you like to do a name your three favorite things? And I give you the list and you have to name them. So you're revealing more of yourself. Ooh, no more emotions. Emotions are bad. Top 10. <laughs> Fine. We can do top 10. <laughs> top 10. Okay. Would you like to do uh, top 10 websites, top 10 favorite uh, dystopian novels Ooh. or top no. or Top 10 favorite dinosaurs as a list compiled on the internet. Oh, I veto uh, this dystopian thing. That's terrible. Aw. What's the dystopian one? Young adult dystopian or just dystopian? Just dystopian. Top top 10 best dystopian novels. Right. We can I don't do know one. You and I can do that on a separate episode. Okay. Want to do the websites? Sure. What's the, point? What's the, what's the website I need? I wasn't listening. Top 10, top websites. 10 websites. There's a list the of most top searched 10 websites. <clears throat> the best websites, the top 10 websites out there on the internet today. Okay. So the way we'll do this, I have 10 of them here. And this is from a website called the top tens. That's, that's the, where I've sourced this from. So we'll go back and forth. Ems, you, you pick one, Simon, you pick one. And if you miss, then you miss, but whoever gets, uh, I guess the most out of 10 
Okay, so just to clarify question, do social medias in this count as websites? Oh, absolutely, yeah, okay, absolutely. All right, you're first, uh, my question, darling. Real quick, real quickly, do you get to go again if you get it right? No. Oh, okay. Okay, <laughs> uh, Twitter. Uh, Twitter is number seven, yes. Cool, so my turn? Your turn. YouTube. YouTube is number one. Yeah, there I we forgot, go. I forgot about YouTube. It's the number uh, one. That's where you'll be watching this video later today. <laughs> I was going to say Spotify, but like Spotify online. Mm. Uh, Instagram. Instagram is not in the top 10. I was surprised really? at that. Yeah. It is losing a little bit of momentum. Yeah. Cool. Google. It's got to be Google. <laughs> Google is number two. Oh, God, I thought, I'm good at this game. I, wait, I thought Google didn't count as a website because it's a search engine. Oh, well, it's number two on this list. I literally thought about that and then was like, no, it can't be Google because Google's a search engine, not a website. Ah, uh, sorry. Yeah, it's number two. All right, your turn, my darling. How are you doing at home? Follow along. <laughs> uh, this is a list from the top tens website. Suddenly, I don't tens. know any websites that exist anymore. I don't know, Facebook? Uh-huh. Facebook is number five. Okay. My turn. Amazon. Yep. Amazon.com. Number six. Oh, wow. Very good. Um... This is, again, this is a list from the top tens website. I did not make this up. I, I genuinely don't think I know any other websites. <laughs> um... It's not that I haven't mentioned any here on our, our podcast today. I can't think of any. I genuinely can't. Can I go again? Yeah, yeah I can't think of any. Okay. Curveball from left field, Yahoo and Yahoo Finance. Uh, Yahoo is on there. It is number uh, five, six, seven. No, it's number eight. Um, there are. There's one that you love, my darling, on here that you talk about all the time. You tried to get me on it. What, Reddit? It's Discord. Discord. It's hers. It's her chance. Discord okay. is not on there now. Oh, so is it Reddit? Okay. It is it, Reddit. Reddit. I, yeah. I didn't try to get it you on go Reddit. To Emma. It doesn't go to Emma. <laughs> it did. We made my little my little guy. He looked like the Michelin man. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. But I never went back. I don't even know my login. <laughs> I'm very rarely on Reddit anymore. Okay, Simon, go. Emma said Twitter, right? She did say Twitter? Yep. Mm -hmm. We got three more okay. here. How are you doing cool. at home? Follow along. This... The top 10 Wikipedia. Wikipedia is on there. It's number four. I'm so good at this that's, game. I'm not surprised. That's a, a good one. Again, I get this information from the top 10's website, in case you're wondering where I've gotten this information. You sound like an advert. Yeah, How are you doing at home? Play along. Okay, who's next? How are you doing? Play along at home. I got this from the top 10 websites. If anybody's wondering, dial 1-800. Why would I say that? You did say that. You Why would I? Right now. Huh? It's not like I'm trying to give you any help here. Why would I say that? The top 10 website is one of the top 10 websites. It is. It's number three. <laughs> that was going to be my next guess. It really was. I've I'm never like, heard of the top 10 website. BS propaganda. That's what that is. That is so not accurate. No, they threw themselves in there at number three. <laughs> no way are they more popular than Wikipedia, Facebook, and Amazon. That right there is like interviewing. 
that's interviewing best NFL teams and only interviewing like Patriots players. I know. I know. That's it's like bad. saying like everybody's favorite colors are like red, blue, and then burnt sienna as like number three. Like I know. <laughs> the top Some really out of like left field color. But I have to tell okay. you, if you haven't, here's a plug for them. If you haven't gone on the top tens, go on there. It's really quite fun. I had a lot of fun uh, digging through top 10 lists. I don't know how legit they are because they're number three on the website, but that's pretty Buzzfeed? good. Is it my turn then for the last one? It's, it, it is your turn. Buzzfeed is yes. not here. We have one left, right? Yes. And you're never going to get this. Emma might, but you won't. Go ahead. Join I'm DB. Sorry. What? I'm DB. That's it. <laughs> Yes, I'm so good at this game. Did you Google it? <laughs> Wait, did you do it? No, no. You Googled wrong. it. <laughs> you Googled it. That'd be wrong. That'd be wrong. I'd never do such a thing. Simon Googled it. Freaking <laughs> cheater. So I won here six to four. Boom. First place undefeated, never lost. Uh, no, actually, you got five. <clears throat> no, 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 no. I got um, YouTube, Google, oh, you're right. Wikipedia, um, Facebook, Amazon, Yahoo, and I, I got like seven. No, no, you, uh, Joan, you got Facebook. Oh, I got okay, Facebook. cool. I got six. There yeah. we go. So you did get six, but you cheated on the last one. So it's five I to five. I didn't cheat on anything. I didn't cheat on anything. Okay, it doesn't give her a point. I won <laughs> five to four. Did you look up the list the whole time? No, that'd be wrong. Yeah, he did. He looked it up once I said this is where this is from, right? At what point? That'd be wrong. That'd At be what wrong. point did you actually look this up? Um, when you said there was a list of 10 companies. Cheater, cheater. <laughs> That's called resourceful. <laughs> resourceful. So seven wins, five, four. Um, okay, I'll take the loss because you lost your integrity. <laughs> Boo. I <laughs> so we're going to wrap it up with that. Hopefully our input on, uh, or not my input, but your input on uh, living in the UK, working in the UK, making friends in the UK and having pub crawls in the UK. will give you some ideas if you're thinking of spending some time over there and how to get along and how to get your, what is it? Your NHS number? Your, what number did you get? An NI number. Oh, if you no. need an NI number, check out uh, Joan. She'll hook you up. <laughs> Well, Don't I won't ask. let the gov.uk will. She's the NI plug now. <laughs> Don't, yeah, don't ask Simon. He's got no clue. And I can't help you either. <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. So we have, I promise, I promise, it's summertime and we've got loads of time on the schedule. We've got loads and loads of episodes all geared up. So definitely uh, hit our website, subscribe to us, follow us on all the social medias, girlscrosspond.com. And uh, stay with us. We'll be back for sure. But we're not going to bring this little guy. He's not coming back. Or if you want him to, just let us know and he will. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Who knows? Send us an email. Bring back Simon. <laughs> it's all yeah, good. Any I, last I parting fun. words, kids? Um, anything you want to say, Simon? Um, I'd like to take this moment to really acknowledge and respect that Emma was willing to tell me how rad I am. And on that note... And on that note, I'm going to mute Bye -bye. Simon. Okay, Simon's been muted. I'm host of the meeting, and I've actually muted his person. Oh, uh, we so should have done that earlier. Talk anymore. 
Um, so uh, if you're listening on Spotify or any other podcast streaming platform, thanks so much for joining us. We hope that you'll follow our podcast and stay tuned for more episodes. If you're watching us on YouTube and you can see our pretty little faces, um, thanks so much for also joining us. Um, we hope that you'll click that little subscribe button so you can see all the video uploads that we do. <laughs> Uh, and of course, check out our website, girlsacrossthepod.com, um, for lots of interesting uh, other posts, blog posts, and other updates on what we're up to. But other than that, that's pretty much it. Thanks, everybody. Alrighty. Thanks, guys. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.